hi everyone um thanks again for listening to the uh, aapi go podcast uh this is uh episode two of season two and uh with me today we have our uh, very special guest uh ts say hi hey guys and uh eugene hey everyone all right. Well, um, yeah, we're missing a couple of the crew this week, but I uh, definitely wanted to kind of get out there and uh, talk about the uh, elephant in the room, which is the, uh, you know, an extremely tragic shooting in uh, Texas this past week. Um, you know, as many of you know, probably 19 children lost their lives in uh, what's basically the worst mass shooting since uh, Newtown and uh, Sandy Hook. So really not much more to say other than that than then you know our parts go out to the families and uh we really want to focus on you know possible solutions or talking about uh you know ways we can move this forward um uh, in the wake of this tragic event uh any any th- initial thoughts guys well uh i i mentioned it um last time when we talked about the buffalo shooting but you know there's there's always clues and things that kind of pop up um that really should have been like a clear and present warning to the feds to you know do something about this and like always nothing um i think it was arrested I when he was like 14 for making yeah. threats too yeah and I think I, I want to. I also want to preface it with this: what he did was an absolutely horrid act that is so unspeakably evil. It's not even something that you want to to think about. It's just it's one of those things that strike at the heart of fear of every parent, every person who has like ever worked with or or raised or watched over children and the fact that someone was capable of such dark brutality is is it's concerning to to the highest level but because of the the gravity of this i think so many people have really strong feelings to the point where they're not willing to kind of go about this in a like in like a debate for a lot of people it's this is what it is and that's it unfortunately a lot of for a lot of people this has fueled their kind of anti-gun rhetoric and their anti-gun stances to to overdrive and it's really upsetting not just as a gun owner but just you know seeing this like discourse in this like huge clash uh between ideologies on what people think the solution is um it's just it's so maddening and you know not only not only is the act itself of what happened despicable but the response from the authorities at the time was a a grand showing of such sheer incompetence that it makes you think, is there anyone in that town, bar the victims and people related to the victims, that actually cared about what happened in that school? And from the way that 
the local police department there handle it, it doesn't look like. And that is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, something like 40 minutes of waiting outside the school, allegedly. You know, there's yeah, they waste going golden and, hour. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, there's like parents of them like tackling parents who are trying to get in and tasing one person. I mean, I think at the end it was like I had heard that the Customs and Border Patrol agents were the only ones who like initially breached it after that 40 minute wait. They were ignoring all the orders from the local authorities or anything. Yeah, that. I mean, and that's just the most maddening part to me as a parent to think something like that could happen. I mean, you know, I just bought like body armor for my daughter's backpack. And it's like, how do you explain this level of evil to a nine year old? Yeah, and I think I think no matter what side of the fence you're on, you know, whether you're pro gun or anti gun, I think giving props to that uh, one off duty border patrol officer who risked his life and abandoned his fear to rush into that school to stop evil, I think deserves everyone's uh, praise. Like he he did what others were not willing to do. And, in fact, what the others there were trained to do, but refused to. I don't know if it was mentioned, but um, the Uvalde Police Department had done active shooter training and drills. They were trained for this. They were, they were specifically geared to, to help prevent this. And, in fact, in their training manual, in their, in their official documents, it states that the lives of the innocent and the lives of those you have sworn to protect in this community hold greater value than yours and that you should be willing to jump into the line of fire to protect them. And if this is something that you cannot or will not do, you should find a different career. So, so, uh, um, I'm just going to add to that, uh, Eugene. Um, so like as a former first responder, that's, that's, that's exactly on point. Like, I mean, there's a, there was a saying that that we used to say is, you know what you signed up for. Um, while I wasn't exactly a police officer, I mean, it, it still stands true. Like the fact that there, well, there's two things, right? Like one thing is, I come at it from the perspective of, you know, the like the school, like I mean, the the, the door was open, you know. Like the back door was left open. I mean, that was ridiculous. Uh, not only that, uh, I think it was like 30 minutes before the person was posting stuff online. So kind of to piggyback off of what you said, Eugene, like it's just, again, there were so many signs um, and they're just all ignored. Um, and it just, I think it just further drives home the point. Like I come from the perspective, I know it might be a little extreme for you guys, but I come from the perspective of, um, I'm at the point where th- we're seeing so much of this that it's like they, it's like the, the people, the powers that be kind of want to use the hysteria to do a power grab. Um, because that's kind of what it is it's like, do something, do something. And it's like, take more rights away. I mean, you kind of, you kind of see this in other countries, right? We've seen this in New Zealand. We've seen this in the UK. We've seen this in Australia, Canada. and like it doesn't stop because people keep on going. Like, there's always going to be crazy people. Like, I think there could be a balance of let's, you know, 
let's actually solve this problem. If these countries didn't solve the problem, like they still have shootings and killings, right? They'll just sensationalize. They did pick and choose what they want us essentially uh, um, sensationalize, right? And they use the media to do that. So obviously it's a sad thing, but I think like they're like the powers that be are using it in such a negative way, and it's like, yo, this is not constructive. Like, let's just really figure out how to solve this problem. And I think Wednesday, I think a few days, I think I don't know if it was before or after. Like there was a woman, um, you guys actually posted it on social media, but there was a woman who actually stopped um a gentleman who had a illegal AR-15 and she was a legal CCW holder or, or she was able to legally carry. I don't know if it was she had a CCW or what exactly she had, but she she took him down. So there essentially there would have been another mass quote unquote shooting, but someone, you know, they took it upon themselves. Like it's a huge responsibility to carry a gun and that person, like it was a woman. I don't know. I, don't, I think she might've been a little older, but I don't really, we don't really have the details yet, but like she took the person down and like back to what you guys were saying um like the i think the person was like from it's a unit called bortac which is like like the quote-unquote special forces of um border patrol um yeah i mean like he did like as again as a former first responder there are certain things that like you're trained to do and like when things happen like some things just kick in it's like instinctual so he did what he was trained to do and of course i commend him for it and it's disgusting that it, it you know i think it could, a lot of that stuff could have been avoided you know if they would have just went in i mean they knew he was there because they were engaging with him beforehand right like i think yeah. the guy he posted on social media he unfortunately committed a, you know a bad act to his grandmother unfortunately um but there were obviously signs beforehand right but like they were chasing him they chased him into the stick it was, it, I don't know, something about it just seems really fishy to me. You know? I mean, that's yeah, just me, though. Um, and, and speaking on, like, the weirdness of this incident, if you look at the equipment that he used and, like, the things that he brought, first of all, the rifle that he used is not a cheap rifle. It's not something you can afford you know, on like a a minimum wage salary. I mean, he could have stole it. Yeah, he was like, like a, money from yeah. his grandma. That that too. That's or a credit card but, or something. But. but for him to have done this within the time frame of like everything going on, and it, even if he did like take money from his grandmother, like his family was in no place to have such savings when they were when he was being bullied for essentially not being able to afford like clothing. Anyways, it just, yeah. yeah, like, he had a almost $3,000 rifle with a $700 optic, 1,600 rounds of ammunition, which, you know, 5.56 isn't cheap nowadays. Like, it's it's more one difficult of the, to find, too. Yeah, it's one of the more expensive cartridges to find. He had over 1,000 rounds of it, which, you know, adjusting for, for regional differences in cost, you're still looking at, like, not exactly, but close to a dollar around. Then there's the fact that he had, what is it, like over 50 magazines, which aren't exactly cheap either. 
Wait, wait, is the, let's take a step back. You're saying this person was bullied because his family was in poverty and he didn't, you know, wasn't able to clothe himself. And this is factual, like we have. Unless he had, like, you know, some kind of a stutter or something like that, but, and, like, came from a broken home. Is like, well, yeah, that, like, that. There's, like, a right, quote from my, his mom out there saying, like, don't judge my son. He had his reasons, which, you know, obviously complete bullshit. But it's kind of like, well, you know, you've got shitty parents, shitty outcomes sometimes. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I don't mean to harp on the the socioeconomic background of the person, but I mean, is that confirmed? Because if, if that is confirmed, we're talking like, how much money would you say, Eugene, we're talking like, what, five, six thousand dollars, not including the in, legal pistol? In total? Yeah. You're looking at, you're looking at at least... Yeah, six to seven thousand. That's insane for someone who we have confirmed, you know, background that the person didn't have money to buy. The person was like dressing disheveledly because his family was, you know, struggling financially. That's kind of wild. Yeah, and you know, we could we could really just go on about you know all the ways that this incident just doesn't seem right, but I think. I think until all of like the facts come, because even now there's piece of information, even from the police themselves, that they've redacted and retracted and, and tried to, to rectify because you know they got caught on their bullshit. But yeah, there's still a bunch of information that's that's yet to come out that uh, would give a better idea of what's going on. But you know, it's it still boils down to the fact that. He was able to enter this school through an open door. Someone had left propped open. And if, if I remember reading correctly, there were some reports that he was even like shooting outside the school trying to find a way in. Which, you know, I don't know about, about you guys, but at the schools where, you know, I used to go, if there was like any kind of gunshot or, or bomb threat, even like in the next district over. All the local schools immediately went to lockdown. Outside doors locked up. All of the inside doors closed. No one is allowed outside the building. And the only way in is to get, like, allowed in from the front security office. Where the fuck was that for this school? You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I feel like we kind of sound like conspiracy theorists here, but I mean, these That'd are like be. some... Let's make that totally clear. I'm just listening. It's just, it's just T. Here. It's just T. It's just T. S. and uh, Eugene, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. God is a conspiracy-free zone. Uh, I yeah, will admit, but, though, it is a little odd, though, that I mean, just given the uh, price tag of the equipment he used, it, it. I mean, something doesn't really add up about that, other than him possibly, you know, knocking off Granny and stealing her credit card or something. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I but, admit that's odd, and the police behavior is completely mm -hmm. odd. Like restraining and, parents, that's just like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of those it's one of these situations in which everything that happened is either a result of something malicious going on in the background, you know, something that feeds in conspiracy theories, or just entire like sheer incompetence to a level unseen before. That should Eugene, result. 
Hey Eugene, can yeah. you can you cl- can you clarify where you think the incompetence is coming from? So our our listeners. Yeah. yeah. So let me let me let me say it for the record: the incompetence of the police department, the incompetence of the school's response, the initial response, not even the initial response, like the the fact that someone just propped the door open. Like, I'm I'm, I'm sorry if if the person who had propped it open is is you know coming under so much guilt right now but you have to realize that these policies exist for a reason and because of this lapse in policy and then the failure of the police department and then the the failure of the the responders on site to do anything resulted in the deaths of of these children either The authorities and the feds didn't do their job after this guy was arrested, what, four years ago for threatening to shoot up his school and not put on some kind of watch list. Like, I get it. You know, not everything you say online is, is should be taken at face value. There's definitely a lot of shit that I say in, in, in a sarcastic tone. Right, but you're not threatening to, to harm people, man. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not. And I haven't the been arrested. Up to investigate yeah. you either. Yeah, uh, I never had to go out in cuffs because of something I said. If I did, then rightfully, whatever I said, I should probably be under surveillance and have to explain my actions. Well, that's the thing that I just like. I don't get about like that consistent pattern with all of these mass shooters. I mean, the FBI has a clear profile of it. In these last two, both kids were arrested. I mean, is it like? the incompetence of law enforcement just not reporting it to a database where nicks can find it out so they get denied a background check or is it just like you're on a watch list but that doesn't automatically put you on a blacklist when someone's doing a background check through nicks or something like that's something i would love to understand yeah it's it's boggles my mind and it infuriates me to to no end uh just how how yeah. terribly everything fell apart I mean, I got all right. So, and this again, this might sound like conspiracy theory, but um, you know, we, there's new information. I'm sure you guys heard, um, with regards to the Buffalo incident, um, where they found out that uh, you know, there's a, a former Fed police officer, Fed officer who was talking to the guy for a week or two. Yeah, that apparently both the Buffalo and the Texas shooter were members of the same Discord server, and within that right. Discord server, there was also like, allegedly a former federal agent that had been talking to them both quite frequently. Yeah, so like it's it's stuff like that that kind of makes you wonder. Like people are like, "Oh, well, people aren't doing their jobs," but I'm just like, "Well." Yeah, no comment. You know, like yeah, if people if this is the result of people not doing their jobs, and your immediate response is to say, "Well, then let's take away the ability of anyone to protect themselves." Great. Not only have you made a soft target even softer, but now you've removed any possibility for people to be able to defend themselves. Yeah, you and know, that's the thing that I just don't get either. Because I mean, it's like you're absolutely right. It's like the reaction is, we want the people who were too incompetent to rush the school to be the only people with AR-15s. It's like, that just, like, doesn't make sense to me. I mean, if they're scared of that gun and they're trained to, you know, 
and they have armor tactics to get in and they have body armor like and you're telling me we're supposed to be trusting our lives to these people who are you know on a good day seven minutes away if you call from your house to say that somebody's in the you know robbing me uh i mean are they just gonna sit outside and wait for me and my entire family to get murdered before they go exactly it's like what the fuck it the the idea that that the only res- um, response to this tragedy is to punish law-abiding gun owners and make it harder for them to defend themselves. I mean, even the uh, border patrol agent that had reached the school and confronted the shooter and finally put a stop to this fucking nutbag, he didn't apparently even use his own gun. He was at what was it a barber nearby when he got oh, yeah. word of it, and he. You know, borrowed the barber's gun, drove to the school, put on his kid, and and breached the building. You know, it it wasn't it wasn't the fact that oh you know the cop had a gun. No, the cop had a gun that he got from a from a a, a, a law abiding gun owner. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, and honestly, as a parent, that's the thing that's just like so maddening to me. I mean, I would like to think that if I got a call from my school, there's an active shooter scenario. The first thing I'm going to do is grab my AR and the fox. The, I'm sorry, the cops can fucking shoot me in the back on my way in there. if They're not going to do anything. Yeah, it's it's really so sad. Many, yeah, there's so many solutions that can that can make schools and other places that have been historically soft targets much more difficult for for monsters to try and attack yeah, and that's the thing that just always gets me too because i mean it's like everybody's so polarized like you know ted cruz got widely mocked in media for recommending just that like harden school targets make one entrance going in and give teachers the option to get a CCW permit if they want to. I mean, there's, like, nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Um, And then on the left, it's just like, okay, we need to ban assault weapons right away. No ands, ifs, or buts, and eventually just get rid of all guns, because, hey, that works in Australia, a country that doesn't have 400 million guns to begin with, or 15 million AR-15. So to me, it's like, you know, any solution that's calling for a ban is a complete NARM starter, but I mean, I would be interested in figuring out some kind of a solution to, I mean, I know red flag is a loaded term, but if somebody's clearly, like, been on police's radar, and they've been arrested, and there's social media chatter, like, I mean, sorry, you lose your gun rights until you're 25 and cleared by a psychologist, in my mind. And that, to me, is, like, that's a targeted response to the actual problem not like a blanket solution saying that okay the 15 million well probably sorry 14 million nine hundred ninety nine thousand and ninety nine people who are not violent murderers that's not going to impact them that's a very targeted solution just to an individual who's met a certain set of requirements i.e being an asshole i.e making threats i.e trying to buy a gun they should get denied and just that person I mean, I mean, Scott, like, I, I hear you, but I think even a more, I, I hate this term, and I'm sure you guys cringe when you hear it, common sense. A ah, more com- yeah, yeah. The pain. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. But, like, I, I, I think the, the most 
You don't even need to pass a law. Stop wasting tax dollars. This is just a implement the standard. Like if someone's post, if someone's writing, mm-hmm. I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and they're making threats online. I mean, take a look at them. Like this is like, you, you don't even need to, you don't even need to have people sit down and do like, like honestly, that, that is really just, it's, it's a pony show in my opinion. I don't even know if that's, a, if that's the right term, but like at this point, the federal government shouldn't even be getting involved. It's like, if these police officers really, again, like, well, I think we all know that the federal government has already, in the U.S., has, the courts have ruled that the the police, the police, you know, in various departments do not have the obligation to save an individual's specific life, right? They're for community, quote unquote, protection, right? That being said, like, we already know that they're, they, they're monitoring us online, right? due to the patriot act right to a degree right so i mean it's like, they, why not use that data for somebody who's actually making a credible right threat and arrest I mean, them. it's like which, if, you, if they were a brown person threatening to blow up a building the fbi would be at their house in like five minutes so i mean yeah i, I know you don't you don't mean to i mean it doesn't even matter about the color it doesn't even really matter yeah. about their skin color or what they're i mean if you're making threats to do exact like to blow something up this and that like keep an eye out like hey i mean they they you know, in New York City, they're working with uh, the AFT is working with uh, the NYPD, you know, the most uh, gun <laughs> gun controlled uh, city, one of the most. You're able to do that. You're telling me that you didn't know. You didn't know. Like, come on. This yeah. is like, I would, this is like borderline. I mean, again, I don't want to sound like, you know, quote unquote, conspiracy theorist, this and that. But like this is derelict of duty. Like they they knew what was going on, and they completely dropped the ball. And people should be fired, yeah, in my and, opinion. And it, yeah, and it's like two weeks in a row too. I mean, like obviously this one like hit way harder than I mean, I hate to say it, but this one like hit me really hard because you know I can empathize. I've got a nine year old. I can you know just I bawled when I saw some of the parent interviews. Yeah, but yeah. it's like the week before that in Buffalo, same exact profile guy already threatened. He went, spent time in a mental institution and got released. And it's like, somehow this info isn't getting into the next database. Like, what's going on there? And, and you know yeah. what? I, I just want to put this out there. Like, I, I know mental health has a stigma, but like, and just because you've had a past with mental health, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have your rights. But if you're making threats in such a close time period, that 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 you know someone needs to sit down with that person just have a conversation with them like it's one it's one thing to like okay, listen you had a mental breakdown right but again if they're me it's like I, I think this is just getting ridiculous you know it's like yeah. again the, 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 these people i think these politicians are really just using people at this point um to just pass legislation and again i i, I I'm trying to reserve myself right now, <laughs> but um. And just like you, Scott, you know this. This also hit me personally. My um, longtime partner and girlfriend, she teaches at an elementary school, and like when I heard this happen, it just reignited like every fear I had in my body about you know her being there. It was like if I was in that exact same situation, how would I? come to terms with that how do i face that 
and come out the other side, you know, the same person. I'm not. It's going to destroy me. It's going to destroy everyone involved. And so that's why my heart breaks for the families that were involved in this. Um, and, you know, they're, they're not part of this episode. Um, and we're not really sponsored by them or anything. But I urge um, anyone who may be looking, uh, especially if you're a gun owner, who may be struggling with um, some rather unhappy thoughts and, uh, you know, may have some concerns about themselves. You know, our friends over at Walk the Talk USA, they they have been doing so much work for gun owners across America uh, dealing with dealing with these things that, that plague their mind. Um, it's, it's a dark time. And unfortunately, we as a nation can't decide on a single solution because there really is not a single solution. And the solutions that do exist either are easy, so to say, but trample on the rights of what makes us American. Well, I, I wouldn't even say that solution. I wouldn't even say that's a solution, Eugene. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a, not. A a, it's not. It's not. But yeah, it's it's. I'm going to end I, my thoughts with this. Go ahead. We have armed security and metal detectors at concerts. We have police presence at fairs and at other junctions or other, uh, yeah, at other places where, where people gather. Celebrities, the mayor has armed guards. Why should our children, why should teachers have any less protection than a concert thing, than the mayor? Than any other instance in which there is an armed presence to protect whatever's going on there. Why is it we're so against, you know, police who should do their jobs, who should be willing to lay down their life for their community, or even have a specific person assigned to protect that school? If you think that every other cop or every other officer is going to be the exact same as the ones in Uvalde, then stop going out to places. Don't go to concerts. Don't go to sporting events. Don't go see the fucking mayor. Because apparently you think that they value everyone's lives as much or as the, the same as everyone else's. And that's a really unfortunate thought, and I hope you get help for that. You got it. You got to draw the line. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm going to add to that. Like, I know you said mayor. Well, it's not just the mayor, man. I mean, just for general politicians in, in the U.S., right? Like, and I mean, I've had people reach out to me, you know, like from other countries that were talking. And like, some of them don't understand, like, the, the U.S. culture. But I think it's something to think about, like, and I mean, now we're seeing like a barrage of, you know, because we're in an information war, right? Like, there's a lot of information out there. We're, like, just trying to sway people. Um, but it's really true. Like, you know, people don't, they don't comprehend, like, you know, like, if, if someone, you know, if someone wants to, you know, they're on the fence about 
just in general about what with stuff that we're talking about, right? Like, listen, this the Second Amendment was made for you know to to fight against tyrannical governments, uh, to to ensure that governments do not trample on our God-given rights. Full stop, right? That's why it was written. You know, and people are always trying to challenge it, right? But like, they don't realize that, like you said, the mayor, like literally, let's let's look at New York City, right? New York City, the the whole state, New York State, you have Illinois, right? Those two states right there. From top, from bottom to top, top to bottom, all the politicians have armed security, right? They have security, police, all being paid for by tax dollars, right? Max gun control, right? New York City had a, in in the nineties, right? They had a AR ban, right? Assault weapons ban, right? Confiscated, right? They had a registry. They went and they confiscated everything. Didn't solve anything, right? So, I mean, and like you said again, like I'm at the again. From what it seems like, I think people need to understand is that these people don't care. Like the politicians, they don't care if. You know, I know, Eugene, you said your significant other is a teacher, and I don't know what the laws are in her locality, but if she can, she should be able to carry. It's 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 not right. Like, there should be some sort of arms. I don't have any children, Scott. I know you do, but, like, I would want my child to be, you know, to have that protection, you know? They're always talking about the children. We care about the children, but yet, you know, their actions don't show it, you know? So again, like yeah. like like yeah. you guys said, it's you know, you have concerts have have muscle armed security bars even, you know, banks have them. Everything that we quote unquote value. Weed dispensaries. Hmm. No weed dispensaries. I mean, like every well, the, yeah. I do yeah. not know because of reasons, but I have. Heard you've heard. You've heard. I've heard tell yeah. that uh, there are armed guards. I mean, hell, there was that video a while ago of a weed dispenser in California that oh yeah, robbed, you got... and the the guard there, like, he he fought back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys posted that on yeah. social media. I remember that video. Yeah, no, but, but I mean, it, but that's the whole thing. It's like, you guys care so much about these other things, and you cry and scream, the children, just take the guns away. No. No. Full stop. No. If, if, if the politicians are using our tax dollars to protect themselves. Why is it that they're not using that money to do the same for the kids? It really quite, it, it, again, I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but it's really starting to, you know, I think people just need to ask these qu- kind of questions. Like these questions are not being answered. I mean, they're not being asked by the same people who like, and I know, I know we're trying to reach an audience that, that, that is not in our kind of bubble, so to speak. So it's like, Guys, just like really, really think about that, you know, ladies, gentlemen, genderless, uh, gingerbread cookies, like, like really, like, however you define yourself, just really think about that, you know, it's like, why, like, why, why is it that all these people in government who are literally surrounded by armed security, secret service, police, they're you literally like they don't like according to the courts. Again, we said earlier, according to the federal courts. Police are not obligated to protect individuals, but they're getting that yep. preferential treatment. They're getting that special treatment. 
but yet they're not doing it for the kids. It's it's almost like they're setting it up. And again, I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist. And maybe I'm taking it too far by saying that. Scott, if you want to edit it out, you're more than welcome to. I, no, I, I don't mind, honestly. But uh, no, no, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, it's yeah. something to really like. It's making me question, like, as we're talking it out, like it's. It's almost as if they want to use people's knee jerk reaction emotions to ban stuff and to take away rights. Yeah. And it's like. Well, and the thing that I, you know, just don't get about that is like, okay, banning it for every person doesn't make sense to me, but like maybe a reasonable argument that he had to block like someone who was arrested for making a school shooting threat. Oh, yeah, guys, exactly. hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, can you repeat that again? Oh, well, I, I think what we were saying is like, okay, why, why is the focus on banning it for everyone when the issue is mentally disturbed 19-year-old, uh, 18-year-old with police records? For sure, like, I mean, but let, yeah, for sure, like, at least like, at least like, you know, keep an eye on that person at the very least, you know, like, keep an eye out. But like, again, that wasn't even done, you know, yeah. so it's. Again, it's like for me, my my uh, spidey sensors are like, what's going on? You know, something doesn't seem right. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I was I, because of her, you know, closeness to to everything uh, related. My girlfriend and I were talking about it. You know, of course, we've been together for a while and we're very serious about each other. We were talking like in the future, or with our children. What's our plan for that? And, you know, I, I fully intend that, like, no matter where we send our kids, I'm going to grill that district, what they're doing to protect our children there. You have proper security protocols in place. You have a way to keep the doors locked. You have someone on site that can respond immediately to any threat. If you don't, I'd be more than happy and willing to do that. Because there's no way in hell I'm going to let anything happen to my kids. I mean, not only you, but I'm sure that, like, almost any retired veteran would probably volunteer to just do that for eight hours a day at almost any school district. I mean, I've I've been seeing a lot of uh, things on social, like videos and stuff. Like, people do offer their, their time, man. You know, it's like, yeah. people are doing it. And I think if if anyone who's retired, you know first responder uh former military if you can do it hey you know we we'd appreciate it um i mean even even if you're not don't have that background and you're retired and you're just got some time on your hands i mean feel free to reach out to your, your uh the local schools in your area i mean we'd appreciate it i mean because at the end of the day like it seems like a lot of the government i mean again i don't mean to sound like a I'm definitely not anti-government, but my response to to this is is that a lot of the institutions in place have just been breaking their uh, promises. So it's like it's up to us to kind of really, you know, just you know they they've pretty much failed. So it's like all right, well, why we should just step up and do our best? And does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like Hanlon's razor, you know, says don't attribute malice to that which is adequately explained by stupidity. And it's yeah, that's sense a, for me. It's a very good point. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, it's easy to say conspiracy theory, but I just think it comes down to 
incompetent and agencies not talking to each other when they clearly should be. Yeah. And and we know they're talking to each other. Like we we definitely know they're talking to each other, but I don't it's know like... that they're talking to each other cuz I mean I just remember like I mean this is going to date me here but like I remember after 9/11 the biggest thing was agencies weren't talking to each other because they had this sort of like wire the wire on HBO esque system of it's like oh the feds are going to get credit for this we don't want to give them credit for you know booking this terrorism case and then the local authorities are like oh shit we're on the middle of a terrorist uh, you know cell here flying planes in Florida we don't want to give the feds credit for that and then it's just like they don't cooperate because everybody wants to be the person to you know gi fucking joe and win the case and then nothing gets done well i mean i think like i was mentioning before like we know i mean maybe they're not directly talking to each other all the time but but they but they do though i mean new york city is an example i mean they're they were working with the atf i think even chicago has atf people on the ground so it's not like they don't know i mean they do um, well, it's like they know, but it like somehow doesn't get reported to to NICS, you know, the the background check database or something, because it's like you would hope that if they are talking to each other, then local law enforcement would report it somewhere, and then that gets flagged, and all of a sudden that person gets denied when they're trying to purchase a firearm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I would be interested to get your, your perspective as a, you know, a first responder. I mean, how many credible threats do you get over 911 about I mean, that, like that that's the but see this is this is what I think, you know, what I'm glad you brought that up, Scott, cuz it's something it's something that I was thinking about prior to the podcast, right? So So I worked in the street and I worked at communications, right? So I got to see both. So here's the thing. Do, well, I, I think the question that I have now is, did anyone call 911 when this is public record, right? So did anyone call 911 when they saw his post? Right? Yeah. Because that, like, that, I that's mean, would, should that's Facebook so, be obligated to call 911 if they see that, you know? Well, so here's the thing, because you asked me that question, right? So there, you, you would get calls. Or people who would say, I'm trying to harm myself, I want to harm anyone else. We would get calls for that. And, you know, resources would be sent there, right, to that location. So this is, that's a huge, as a former first responder, that's a huge, huge red flag. Someone saying, I'm going to go, I'm going to kill, you know, my grandma, I'm going to kill this person, I'm going to do that. If, if they're saying that, like, how did they... I, I'm guessing they kind of knew, or maybe they, it might have only based on the timeline because we know the person, you know, they unfortunately did what they did to their grandmother, and then there was a police chase. So I'm guessing they did hear about it. Um, but yeah, like I mean, that that would be my thing. It's like if they heard about it, it, it the whole thing just again, like I said, man, the, like my spidey senses are just all over the place because it just did, a lot of the things just didn't add up. Like again. It's it's protocol. I mean, again, I don't know. I'm sure some cities have different protocols, but 
but it would, it's my understanding that 911, if they were called, they would have sent um, people. Yeah, they would have sent resources to that person. You know, that's something that, that no questions asked would have been done. Based on, you know, my, I mean, I'm, I was not a cop, but um, based on my, uh, on my experience, that's what happens, you know? So, again, we don't have all the information yet, right? Um, but, yeah, it's, it, again, it's, it hurts. It's, it, it's very sad. Um, it's just, and I think, again, as a former first responder, um, I can't tell you how many times we've, we've gotten calls from people, you know, where people, you know, thankfully they were not in this kind of situation, but their lives are being threatened. For, in my yeah. opinion, first responders are great, right? They're great. We do, they, they're supposed to be doing a thankless job, but they're your backup. You have to be your own first responder. And I know that might be hard to hear, but I think that's something that I cannot emphasize enough. Like, be your own first responder. They're your backup. They're your backup. And that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's like I was saying earlier, it's just like the whole wait 40 minutes before going in and restrain people who are willing to help just like seriously has me questioning all of that. I mean, it's like, okay, well, I mean, I think I said it before, but it's like at best take seven minutes for police to get here. If they don't hear that the shooter's down or left over the 911 call, what are they going to do? Wait outside my house for 20 minutes to make sure the guy's, you know, armed or dead or everybody in the house is dead? I don't know. It just seems like completely ridiculous to me. Uh, I mean, in. Yeah, I mean, it's. It just, yeah. I mean, to get to get to give you to give the listeners some context, right? Like. How how a call happens, right? Again, it depends on your locality, right? Like every locality is different. Some localities might just have person taking calls for both fire, police, and medical, and some have it split up. But either way, they're just sitting on the phone with you taking information. That's all they're doing. You know, like sometimes they're passing off that information to a, um, because you, so again, it depends on the locale. You might have a call taker and you might have a dispatcher. Um, again, this all depends on the size of your city, town, so on and so forth. But again, it's like they're just sitting on the phone with you whilst while things are happening. Like, you know, again, again, I, I'm, I'm coming from a place where, again, like someone's being attacked and the, there's a person on the phone who's just like asking you questions. And it's like the average lay person is not necessarily going to be able to answer, give, the, give an entire description of a person calmly, you know while they're being attacked by someone. And the fact that I think let alone a nine year old, I mean, that was the thing that just uh, like gutted me. Absolutely. Like the story of that one girl who like did the right thing. She called nine one one and then the shooter started with the phone and shot her to death. Like God. I mean, I guess I mean the thing with this shooting that just has really gotten to me is just the random nature of it. I mean I mean, I hate to say it, but like Sandy Hook, it was like, okay, this kid is mentally disturbed. His mom's a teacher there. There's some sort of weird, twisted, almost like workplace violence connection. 
But here, it's just like, he didn't even go to the elementary school, you know? I mean, it'd be one thing if he was, like, going after his peers at the high school who actually bullied him, but just, like, to go do that to innocent children is just... I, I just... I can't understand it whatsoever. Yeah, I mean... So I'm going to, again, I think the person definitely had mental health issues. And I'm not going to, I don't want to make the person sound any, like, like, I think let's talk about solutions, right? Yeah. Right, right. I mean... So, like, yeah, hold on. So, like, I don't want to make the person sound like, I don't want to feel, make us feel bad for him and I'm not trying to play devil's advocate or anything like that, right? But like the person came from a broken home. Like again, if any of our people are listening, I mean, like I heard Eric Adams today that they're they're trying to set up something in New York City about um oh we're trying to, you know, counter it. We're gonna put cops everywhere. It's like and he's like, repeat this doesn't start at the home. It actually does. All this stuff starts at home. Like when you when we look at you know people who are involved, people who can come from broken homes in general, like one, there are higher rates of them um, being in a lower economic status, right? Two, higher rates in mental health issues. Both of those things, right? You know, the lack of absence of a parent in the household. Um, in many cases, right? It's like usually the father right? A lack of a father in the household, all those three things, among other things, right? Have been, again, because data is not um, singular, it's like it's multifactorial data, right? When we're looking at the uh, multivariant data, excuse me, right? Those are, those are things that contribute to people being in those situations from people who committed those um, acts of atrocity, right? And people who are involved in inner city shootings. It's like, but again, I mean, I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, where many of these uh, politicians have a certain agenda. Um, I mean, I'm sure they know this. Like, it is, again, I'm not a politician, but I think that they're supposed to look at a wide variety of information, you know? There should be some sort of process where everyone's looking at all this information and making an educated decision, but it, it just doesn't seem that way. Like, I mean, if they really wanted, again, like if they really wanted to um, fix the problem, like it does, a lot of these things happen from the home. Like, like I, yeah, I mean, it's like the home slash, I mean... I, I know everybody else leans like a little bit more conservative, but like the lack of universal health care, including mental health care, is kind of, I mean, a big cause of this, in my opinion, because there's a stigma amount around getting mental health treatment and it's expensive and people don't have access to it because they don't have, you know, a good, solid health insurance system. And state mental hospitals were defunded under Reagan, first starting in California, and then, you know, basically after the 1980 election. Um, and there's just, like, there's nowhere to send somebody who's completely mentally ill. I mean, like, I'm not saying we need to go back to a one-pool or the cuckoo's nest system of, you know, 
insane asylums run by Nurse Ratchet, but, you know, there needs to be some kind of a way to, if you see that your kid is completely mentally disturbed and is a danger to yourself or others, I'm sorry, institutionalize them. At least it give them a chance to get better. Well, well here's society and put them in somewhere. Well, here, well here's the things. Treatment rather well, than jail, well, you know. Well, Scott, here's the thing though. Like, I mean, there are there are certain things like HIPAA laws and stuff. Like, you can't. Like, if the person is able I mean, to function. Question though, I mean, would you rather have your AR-15 banned or you know violate somebody's HIPAA law? Well, here's the thing though. Like, and I'm gonna play devil's advocate now. Like. You're saying that, but like, what what stops the government from passing a law to break? You know, what I mean, like, it, it it could work both ways. Like, they can turn around and just say, "Well, you're crazy because you think a certain way." You know, so yeah, I mean, well, due process. I mean, obviously, that's like the bedrock of the system. I mean, I would, you know. Well, here's the thing, though. Right? Like, like, I we're mean, talk- there used to be a safety net in place for this kind of a thing where... Well, there's still... Yes, but Scott, totally see, the thing is, but Scott... it's not there now. Well, well, the thing is, Scott, it is, there is a safety net, right? Like, um, I can speak from experience, right? For someone who was on government assistance health insurance, right? In a major... I won't say where I am. I'm, I'm in a major metropolitan city, right? Um. You know that you know it was that was covered under the insurance. So again, again, I don't well, know. Yeah, this but per- I mean, if you're hold if on, you're a crazy person. Like no one can involuntarily commit you. Is the thing right? But you here's know? the thing, though. But but Scott, he was already flagged for these things. Like they don't. They're not talking about whether he was in therapy. Like we obviously don't know how much money his family you know had and whether he had access to insurance. Like. Again, these are those are the types of questions that people should be asking, right? So again, like you know, again, like I think. Well, I, I mean, I guess again, what what I'm saying is that usually these types of people only get the mental health care they need after they've committed a crime. Like, well, then uh, go, I mean, but, I'll give you a really good example of this. Like, I mean, nobody talks about it anymore, but like. A year or so before Columbine, there was an incident in Springfield, Oregon, which was like, you know, 45 minutes away from where I grew up. This kid named Kip Kinkle basically kicked off, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, the whole like recent mass shooter movement. He was clearly mentally disturbed. And, you know, he's basically in a mental institution for the rest of his life after he shot his parents and then classmates at his middle school. And, you know, clearly mentally disturbed individual, now he's, like, getting all the mental health care he needs, whereas, like, there were warning signs ahead of time that, I mean, in my mind, should have just, like, made him get, you know, better to lock him up before he commits a crime. Yeah, I mean... All right, guys, it seems like uh, we are having technical difficulties. Um, They're after us. The Fed, they're coming coming to shut us down. Uh, hey, well, you can edit that out. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, we've, 
we've been doing this for about an hour now, so we can leave it uh leave it here. Um any any final thoughts? Oh, I think we may have lost audio for TS, but um yeah, I mean Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. You're, you're back. Yeah, no, I'm here. Cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I I muted my mic. Um I think the best thing to do, I think again, like you know, like looking I think looking back like right, what what could be done? I think what what really could be done and I mean, honestly, I think people they don't even need to pass laws. I mean, we could talk about health insurance, universal oh, yeah. health care, this and that. I mean, realistically speaking, it's just like it's not even like that difficult of a task, right? Like they they really need to use the resources that they have because I think they they many local governments do have the resources, all right? They, they definitely do. I mean, and this was even I'm, again not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, right? But this was a um a democratic held locality right and a lot of the platforms that the democrats run on um are you know healthcare and all these things you know so what were they doing right i mean they again like what were they doing but they could have done so many things right they could have but they didn't you know i mean again it's i think it's a combination of like Again, like you know, to kind of sum up everything, it's a combination of all their, all the um, the blurring signs that that were ignored. Um, it really doesn't even re require legislation. It's like just do your job, man. Like just do your job. That's really it. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean. Yeah, I don't. I feel like I'm just going on a rant right now, but that's <laughs> you, me, both. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's 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 sad because I mean, it's like walk the talk. America said. I mean, it's like everybody on the left says it's a gun issue. Everybody on the right says it's a mental health issue, and no one's like able to tone down the rhetoric enough to like meet somewhere in the middle and come up with a solution that might actually work. Right, but I mean, entrenched on both of their. If you dug in on their positions on either side, then like nothing gets done. Where you know, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't have to be a new law, but adequate funding would be a start. So, well, I mean, well, know. Scott, here's the thing, though. So again, as a former first responder, like I was saying, the biggest thing is like if that was posted online and people did report it. Again, we don't know mm -hmm. if they did, but if it was posted online, first responders should have been sent to that person's location no questions yeah. asked that is and and these people are funded it's not, it shouldn't even be a question about funding because they were there they interacted with him they chased him and the, there was a police chase and they were shooting back and forth there's adequate funding it really comes down to i think people just weren't doing their job i think that's what it really yeah. comes down to like, yeah, I know. I mean, it's just like, I mean, the, the mechanisms are there to catch somebody like this, but it's like, okay, if you don't report it to whatever mechanism there is to make sure that 
this person shows up as a nutcase on the Knicks database, you know, that's that's not doing your job. No. Like so the I system's think... in place and it's like there's a background check system in every every state, pretty much. I mean, even Texas, you know, everyone likes to assume that there's no laws whatsoever in Texas, but it's like, oh, you do have to pass a federal background check to, to buy yep. a firearm. For those for those but not familiar for those not, not familiar list, with uh... how does that happen, you know? All right. So for those not familiar with uh, background checks in the U.S., uh, you need to fill out a 4473 to purchase a gun. Just saying. It's not, you can't just yeah. click a button online. A lot of misconceptions out there. You must fill out a 4473. Mm-hmm. Now, did he lie on that? We don't know. Yeah. That's those, are, true. those are questions as well that we need to be asking, but. Well, Again. That, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, because it's like, well, I mean, the 4479, it's like, you know, there's a bunch of questions. And like, every time I read that, it's like, okay, if I were a terrorist, would I actually admit to any of this? <laughs> Obviously not. If you really want to buy a gun, it's easy to lie on the form. But it's like, there should be something when it's like, okay, this person needs to provide their driver's license or their passport. Right. It should have came up. ID. It should have come up, you know. For sure. Yeah. So, so again, like we have the failure of like the mix check right so that's the atf they fucked up and then you have yeah. the, the local works, now but they local 911 you know the the first quote unquote first responders they fucked up people at the school fucked up that's three fuck ups mm-hmm. and and so i i know what's got i really don't even think and then there's at this point i think it's just yeah. you know negligence this is just straight negligence you know I, I don't even think we can really i think what we could do we could say is for people if you know anyone who's going through some trouble anyone your family members i think you can drop a link in the pod in and um, the description for walk to talk america i mean they're doing some great yeah. work Fantastic. we can definitely i think that's what we can do right like and we can c- continue to advocate for people that, listen if you're having any crazy thoughts well not crazy thoughts right like if you're having thoughts that you know are just not right and you want to talk to someone please do it like don't be ashamed like we're not demonizing people who have mental health issues we're not we just you know yeah we're not like um but you know please like either and if you see anyone posting anything online like this just reach out call 911 as silly and as petty as you might think it might be if someone's making a threat online call 911 like do your part, you know. Um, but I think in this case, like in this past, you know, at least in the past two three weeks, right? These both those things, like there there was just negligence. Um, yeah, I don't want to harp on that too much. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it even goes down to negligence of the tech platforms too, to a certain extent, because it's like okay. Apparently, he was in the same Discord channel as the, uh, you know, the shooter in Buffalo. Like, what obligation does Discord have to be, like, I don't know, maybe using AI to look for certain keywords and then follow that up with a peer review from a human to see, oh, yeah, okay, these guys are actually doing something and sharing documents. I mean, right, like, but Scott, I mean, that, that even goes back to it's happening Scott. anyway with the Patriot Act. So, like, why not harness that for good? Well, that's happening yeah. anyway. Again, these are questions that, again, we're, you know, we're, we're tippy-toeing on some... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but the thing is, like, you're not wrong. I mean, but my thing is, again, like, 
former law enforcement was in that chat. Federal law enforcement is in that state. I didn't even know. Like you just mentioned it. So you're saying this former law enforcement is in the chat with both of these guys. Like that's already like just, and he didn't say anything. Come on. That is just disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it's not, again, I don't know. Like things are just, yeah. I think, I think we should just like uh, wrap it up because uh, there's not much. <laughs> it's a weird one. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to solve this on a podcast, but uh, you know, we're, our door is always open. I mean, if we're working on things like this, that's, you know, I don't know what the fuck the answer is, honestly. I mean, it's not taking away the rights of responsible gun owners. I think we need to start out, like, you know, maybe, maybe we need to start out, you know what? Let's, let's actually, you know, all the money that they're wasting, let's actually use what's in place. Because clearly, if people were doing their jobs, I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the meme, you know, like a guy who's touching his forehead. He's like, if everyone washes the dishes, there wouldn't be any dishes to wash. You know, like, well, oh, like the drink one. Would... Huh? Okay, maybe I'm thinking of a different. I'm thinking of the Drake one where he's like. No, there's another. There's, there's, he looks like he looks like Eddie Murphy, but basically okay. it's like, you know, if everyone did their job, there wouldn't be, you know, a mess to do, you know. For one person to clean, and again, like, you know, if everyone did their job right, like they were supposed to, this wouldn't have happened. And I think, like, there's really, there's no, like, with anyone with you know who is law, who has logic, who, like, you know, again, like, we're not experts in, in the the field, right, of what all these people were doing. Like, yes, I'm a former first responder, but, like, every locality is different. But still, like, there are things that were shown that, like, people messed up at multiple levels. Like, people just need to do their jobs, man. Like, if you don't like what you're doing, just leave. Because look what happened. It's like all these people didn't drink their coffee today. It's like, you know, uh, you know, it just. I mean, I I heard a rumor rumor too that a couple of cops who had their kids at the school ran in and got them out well i might have heard that as well minutes. i don't know if it's corroborated or not there but i mean it was it was on twitter yeah who knows what to I think it was a credible source to reporting on it too i think it was like ntr cnn something like that i mean that, if, but, if that's uh, the case that's crazy. really disgusting yeah that's really disgusting absolutely I mean, disgusting yeah but, but um, I mean, it goes back to the, you know, what we were talking about uh, at the start of the show. I mean, cops, unfortunately, and the Supreme Court has found this, to have no obligation to actually protect you. So it's, you do have to be your own first responder. Absolutely. 1,000%, Scott. 1,000%. So if there's anyone who, whether you're Asian or, uh, I know all, all the Asian faces are not on tonight. Or there was one, but he had to go. Well. Well, there there was you know fifty percent yeah. one. If you saw my daughter wandering around in the background, so that, yeah, yeah, we you know, we saw her. Yeah, yeah, yep. I saw her. Yeah, she was just like peeking in. But like, I mean, like that's serious. Like, if 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 you're on the fence, I know you, I know you guys, AAPI go um can help has helped people do CCWs and all this other stuff. Like, if there's anyone out there who's on the fence, like just do it. Like, there's really 
like it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. I mean, and, and this goes with so many things, but especially with self-defense again, like Scott, I can, I, I'll tell your viewers, I can't tell you how many times I've been on the phone with females who are screaming, crying, yeah, begging for the police to get there. You know, when, and, and you've heard this, like, I'm not trying to, it's not fear mongering. I mean, the stats are there. You look at any major. No, it is. I mean, it's, and it, it's, it hurts because there's nothing you can do about it. You know, they're screaming. Their boyfriends well, are trying to break into their cars. They're trying to break into their homes. They're angry. They're on drugs. There's, they have a weapon, you know. Well, they if they're on their drugs, where do you think they got their weapon? It wasn't at Cabela's. It was probably their drug dealer. Meanwhile, absolutely. You know, whether the woman it's a on knife, the other end of the line could have gone to you know Bass Pro Shops, and she's got a ten day waiting period because you know when she's fearing for her life. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, listen. If you're you guys are on the fence, just please reach out. Either it's to them, to reach out to anyone. Please, if you're on the fence. I think one thing that we can learn, right, is that this proves the point that first responders, like, well, let me take this, let me, let me rephrase that. I commend that, um, that Bortec, uh, um, Border Patrol guy, who I think he was off duty. I commend him. He did what he was supposed to do. And he was off duty, all right? You know, if I was off duty and I saw something like that, I would be doing the same thing. Right? Because again, it's how could you not? How could you not? You know? But if anything, I think this proves that, like, again, like I said before, you know, you need to be your own first responder. These, the paid first responders or even the volunteers, right? They are your backup. And if anything, I think that's the last thing that I'm going to say. Like, I really want to stress that to the listeners. Like, Please, if you're on the fence, do it. Get the training. There's there's free videos online. There's, um, I mean, there's so many resources online if you can't, if you're tight with money, right? But just please which, get that training. Which, coincidentally, shameless plug, um, if you do speak uh, Korean, Mandarin, Chinese, Vietnamese, etc., we really want to work on, you know, potentially, like, creating our own content uh, for safety videos or subtitling or translating those into multiple different languages. So if you're listening and you have those language skills, uh, definitely drop us a line, uh, info at aapigo.net or follow us on social media. Um, any of our channels, we'll link to them in the uh, podcast notes section and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, I think honestly, this is kind of probably a good way, place to leave it. Yeah. I'm pissed. You're pissed. Everybody's pissed that this happened. We all want to find a solution, and ah, it's a tough one. Yeah. All right, Scott. Uh, all right. Take it easy. It was a decent episode. Yeah. That was a good one. But yeah, uh, yeah. thanks, uh, thanks everyone who is uh, listening. We have one person following us on the live stream, oddly enough. So I don't know if that's you, but if somebody is listening live, thanks for doing that. Uh, and, uh, you know, this has been the AAPI Go podcast, and uh, we will see you next time. Just you and me. Okay, well, I, I, I can pretend that we have a vast YouTube audience of one watching us 
I can dream. All right. Take it easy, everyone.